0: What's up, Dialed Fam? Welcome to the very first standalone weekly thoughts episode. My name is Coach Derek. I'm the owner and head coach here at DialedHealth.com.
1: And I am Amber Simon, the project manager of DialedHealth.com. And this week in Weekly Thoughts, we are going to bring back the weekly quote, which a member reached out and said they were missing. And we realized, when did we drop that? And so we're bringing it back. So let's hit it. What's the weekly quote?
0: Yeah, I'm so happy someone said something because I have no idea where that went and I loved it. And now it is back. So the weekly quote is actually from me okay? And this is something I've wanted to say specifically on Instagram for a while now that I haven't, and we're going to say it here first. This is the quote, and gosh, this rings so true. That's great. Congratulations. Now do it again, and again, and do it again. That's literally my quote. And I'm saying it like that because that is freaking reality. It's almost like no matter what you do, you're only kind of as good as your next, I guess, accomplishment or whatever. And I don't want to say that in the way that what you do doesn't matter in the future. You know, who you are now really does impact it. People do remember these achievements and things, and you're going to remember them most importantly. But the truth is, things are so fast in today's world, especially with all that is happening on our connected lives on social media, on the internet or whatever. If you are not constantly reinventing yourself, if you're not making that Thing you do happen over and over and over again, you are going to become irrelevant. And it's just not an option for you if you want to be successful, especially when you are trying to stand out in that internet world. I think that this doesn't apply to everyone who is trying to do things online, but even at your job, you have to win over and over and over again. You can't do something once that's great and not go the next couple of years without doing anything that's great you have to repeat that greatness over and over again to stay relevant, to stay valuable and to stay really a contributing person that people want to utilize or to like you're to be someone that's really adding value to whatever it is that you do. And I have to remind myself that because it's so easy to try and like sit on something that you've done well. And again, I think that you should celebrate it. I think that you should really enjoy accomplishing stuff and make that time to specifically take it all in because I think that's, this is something I've been guilty of a little bit with the vert challenge is that I haven't really stopped to actually enjoy the accomplishment that it really was. And the closest thing I came to that was the premiere that we did, which was really cool to sit down with, do like 60 people and watch this video for the first time with them. And of course, so many people are congratulating me. That was the biggest point where I felt like I got to take it all in. But the truth is, behind the scenes, I had to set up that premiere. And it was a lot of work. And we had to edit the video. And we had all of these things happening around the Vert Challenge that made it so busy and to do it the way that we wanted to do. It continued to be so busy that I never really took time to like stop and just kind of take it in and absorb it, uh, which is okay. I think it's part of where I'm at in life right now. But there have been other areas where I really do stop and like kind of enjoy this win. You know, I remember hitting 500 members on the website. That was a time I really stopped and absorbed the win. And so even if it's like a meal or if it's you just taking the long way home on a drive to stay in your zone and like think about what you've accomplished, those things are completely necessary but as soon as that's over you have to get back after it because it's great that you did it and you congratulations good for you but now you got to do it again and again and again and it's got to keep on moving so that's my quote for you guys i could probably polish it up a little bit but i hope it's a message that resonates
1: i love that message and i think it goes along really great with the whole fall in love with the process message that you always give, right? It's like you will do it again and again and again if you are in love with the process.
0: Wow. Yeah, way to tie that up. Thank you. Because that is something I preach and definitely believe in. And it would be miserable if you didn't enjoy the process to at least any extent. So I think that's a really good point to add on.
1: For the second segment of Weekly Thoughts, we are jumping into actually Derek's Weekly Thoughts. Now that we've got the quote out of the way, we're going to do the rant. This is your rant time. Yeah. Call it what it is. Why don't you tell everybody what's going down?
0: This is like the time I get to talk without having to get to a point. (laughs) So here we go. I'm going to tell you about my weekend at the Lion's Den crit race. So this came to Sacramento and was something I really didn't want to miss, but it was totally new to me, man. I've never been to a road race in general, let alone a crit race like this. And so I want to talk about the event. And then I want to talk about the group ride the next day, because something really interesting, like out of the blue, you would never think it happened to you, happened to me on the group ride the next day. And it's, it's something I got to talk about, but to tell you about the race First, we'll stay in chronological order here. I decided last minute to bring my son and I was so stoked that I brought Otto to that. I almost didn't do it because truthfully, going to these events is really good networking for me. You know, their Specialized was there. Garmin was there. Like people were, well, unofficially, Garmin was there, I guess. But people I already work with and people that I meet for the first time are there, whether it's racers or Dialed Fan members who are coming up or people who just listen to the podcast or follow social media. Like I want to be able to be on and take it in and talk to new people and all that. So Part of me thought, okay, just go solo so that nothing kind of balls you up. But literally this was where your core values kind of override other things that you do value. Like right away, I was like, dude, I'm a dad. And I have envisioned myself as a dad taking my son to bike races. That is one of the the biggest things I've like kind of fantasized about as being a dad. I want to expose my kid to this cool stuff and normalize it and make it just something that he does. And he's going to have a blast. If that actually does negatively affect the potential of me networking with a few people, it's freaking worth it. And I'm so happy I did that, man. Like right away, he was stoked. You know, really spending one-on-one time with my toddler is rad because there's no screaming twins and or or even him competing for like my wife's attention like the one-on-one time really is valuable and it's so much easier oh my gosh like he just relaxes a lot i think when there's less going on so i had a backpack full of snacks for him drinks we were ready to go, and I actually brought my GoPro so I could vlog a little bit. That vlog's already out, by the way. So you could see us hanging out at the race, what it really looked like. But I just had my big backpack. He was on my shoulders for like half of the event, and he's 40 pounds, by the way. So just a heads up. Your boy was walking around with 40 pounds on him like all day, and it didn't even phase me because I trained. Anyways.
1: That was a dad flex.
0: <laughs> that was dad flex. Yo, I could carry a 40-pound toddler all day. <laughs> I really thought about that. I was like, this experience is so much better because like I can just carry my son everywhere. Anyways, I'm grateful for that. It's kind of cool. But dude, we show up to the event, magically get the best parking spot ever. I didn't really know where it was going to be and the whole crit was going around Capitol Park in Sacramento. This is like 20 miles from where I live. So I didn't know exactly where the vendors were going to be. And we just happened to take the perfect exit. I got one of the last parking spots before the road was blocked off. And when we walked up to the venue, we were actually on the corner where all the vendors were. Like it was perfect. Immediately started seeing people I knew. I showed up when the women's road race was happening. And auto right away was so into watching the bikes come by because it's a peloton of I think the women's race must have had you know, 20, 30 people and they came by, they come by fast. Like they carry wind. The noise is crazy and it looks so cool. So right away he was into it. I was getting him candy at the vendors because, you know, it was right before Halloween and it was just like fun instantly. And the thing I realized about crit racing, and this was a really good example of it because of the way they hyped it up. And it seems like they did the event right. At least from what I heard uh, from other people who've been to other races. To me, it was like, this is literally the counter opposite of all the races I've been at my entire life. When you think of downhill racing or enduro racing, you are in a remote location that's typically hard to get to. And even if you get to the mountain, you still got to hike up and find where the trail is. And that's always been a problem for people who come and watch my races over the years. There's people coming down one at a time. It's not the most exciting thing unless you really know the sport and know what they're doing and can see what's happening. If you don't understand the back end of the race, watching it isn't as impressive as the obvious of this huge road peloton coming by at 35 miles an hour, right? And also, you know, Like the whole thing around the, I guess that's my big point there. I don't need to ramble on about that. But when you look at a crit race, everything is super contained. The vendors are right there next to the race course. All of the race course is blocked off. It's very obvious. I drove up within a block of where they were literally racing and you can't miss the action. You were right there. You can see a really good amount of it. They're doing multiple laps. There's energy. People are hanging around. It's like, it's, completely accessible, you do not need to understand what's going on to have a good time, and there's a lot of people banging bars racing in front of you, which is really, really cool. So it was just to me, an obvious reason of why this sport could really catch on more and more in America. Because I guarantee if you were a local just walking by, I mean, dude, it was like a party. They had music going. There's obviously the bike racing. There's the vendors. There's a beer garden. There's people cooking hot dogs on the sidewalk and selling them. And it was just like fun. And so Otto and I watched the whole race. We connected with a ton of people. Um, I found this perfect spot in front of a hotel at one point for him to run around and it was all gated. And I was giving him some like chocolate and whatever it was hilarious in fact he got a bell i honestly whoever gave me this bell can suck it because he was holding this cowbell on my shoulders and shaking it in my ear like the entire race and it was just so cute i couldn't like tell him not shake his bell because he was excited but dude i was basically deaf in my right ear after that but yeah at one point Otto is on my shoulders the peloton comes by and i'm hanging out with friends and i hear him just go all the bikes bikes! And he's just screaming bikes when they come by. And he's got a chocolate bar in his other hand. And he's eating it. And I was like, you know what? This is exactly what I pictured myself doing as a dad. And so that just made me really proud of that. And it was super fun. Got home smooth. Congrats to Legion and everyone involved in that event. They It seemed like they absolutely killed it. And so the following day, there was a community ride with Legion. And so obviously, I went home, came back the next day. There's just a very easy road ride up next to the river. It's completely flat, just an out and back. And the whole idea was just get people out, ride, talk with the racers, hang out, just like kind of a fun after party that Red Bull put on. And they had pizzas and Red Bull and beers, and it was awesome. So we go out on this ride. Right away, I was connecting with some of the riders who I've been talking with online, which was super cool. Shout out to you, Lancy Pants. Really good meeting you. And we have a new Dodd fan member who's going to be using the programs, the racing for Legion. And so we got on this ride, obviously I'm in my dialed health kit and my whole goal is to go out and like be the best ambassador for dialed health I can be, you know, like I'm there to enjoy it, but I'm there also to represent my brand and to be exposed to all these people and make these connections and network and stuff. Well, guess what freaking happened within like, I don't know, maybe the first two miles we're coming around through these roundabouts, which by the way, I have to say there was like 200 people on this group ride. It was monster. Like there was so many people for a quote unquote private group ride, but word gets out and you know, everybody wants like to be out there. So we're like two miles in the ride. There's a few roundabouts talking with people hanging out, like really social. And then literally I'm just falling over and I don't know what happened exactly. I can't blame one person or another, because obviously I was socializing and like it was happening before I even realized it. So maybe I could have been more focused. I'm sure that was the case for everyone, but I basically uh, crossed wheels with somebody and we fell over onto each other. And it was a major bummer because, you know, I'm out there in dialed health kit trying to like be, you know, I'm hard on myself. Like I don't, I feel like I should be the one protecting people out there or I'm too experienced for these things to happen to me. And that's where it was a really good wake up call and kind of why I wanted to bring it up because like, you don't think you're going to go out on this really mellow group ride and freaking tangle up with someone and crash, which we did, by the way, we freaking crashed. (laughs) And It was a major bummer because it was a lady I crashed into or crashed with, crashed to each other. She crashed into me. I don't even know what happened, but we fell over on each other and part of her bike broke and it really sucked. And it really bummed me out because instantly I was like, gosh, it's so hard to get bike parts right now. And I immediately went to like the worst case scenario. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm experienced, you know, like writing's like my thing. I should not ever let this kind of stuff happens. But the truth is, you guys, it just freaking happens. And the weird thing is, even though you're more experienced, when you expose yourself more to these situations and you're in these situations more often, it's more likely stuff like this is going to happen to you. At least this is what I've had to remind myself. You know, I'm around this kind of stuff more frequently. There's a higher probability it's going to happen. And it just did. And it was a bummer. And thankfully, she was okay. I was okay. I'm going to be real. I really think I have a slight hairline fracture in my arm for a lot of reasons. Very swollen the last few days. Like it hurts to pick up my little baby, like just the twisting and the pressure. And I haven't had a bone break in years, but this is what bone breaks feel like. I've actually hairline fractured this arm and broken this wrist before. So it's very similar. It's just that it's already feeling better to the point where i'm like okay it's it's fine i can have downward force on it i did some push-ups yesterday i can ride my trainer like i'm fine I'll probably be on my bike mountain biking this weekend, but we're okay for the most part. Her bike was busted, but yeah, I immediately went to the worst case scenario. I'm like, dude, she's not going to be able to find a bike. And oh my gosh, like, like what a bad experience for her. I'm so sad. Like I'm just, I was so bummed out for her and to feel like that I participated in this person, not having a great experience. So yeah, that pretty much happened. And the group, continued to go on. Some people held back and helped out. Um, Big shout out to Matt from AE Service, which is a local bike shop. And he stayed back, checked over my bike to make sure it was okay, helped me kind of catch up to the group. She hopped in the chase car and was able to just kind of drive around. And it sounds like she was totally okay and is going to be taken care of. But yeah, as I was kind of catching back up to the group, I felt genuinely embarrassed. Like I, it's weird. I don't get embarrassed very much, but I felt embarrassed. I felt like people were going to be mad at me, even though like, it's like, why would they be mad at me? But I felt like that. I felt like I discredited my own brand by even being involved in like a little crash. And I know this is me kind of like overthinking it, but I kind of just wanted to like leave. Cause I was just like, dude, like days over, I got to get out of here. And so I had to remind myself, I was like, you know, this stuff, is more likely to happen to me because I'm around it more often. But also how you respond to this is truly what's going to actually determine the, the real outcome and what people will remember. If you just bounce, people might just remember that you crashed and bounced, or maybe they'll think you had a bad attitude because you left. Or And again, it's not just about what people think, but it can be hard to, I don't know, like like feel embarrassed and put yourself out in front of people and like expose yourself to potential ridicule. That's what I felt like I was kind of doing. And so I had to remind myself, I was, you know what, now's the time to actually like be super positive and genuine about it being a bummer and like moving on. And I know if you're probably listening to this, you realize it's not a big deal. But at the time, I was just disappointed and stuff. So anyways, got back on the group ride, ended up talking to Lance, like I mentioned, which was great and had an excellent time. And I felt a little guilty that that person who went down with me wasn't there to enjoy it. But at the same time, and this is where I, I can, I know I'm just a compassionate person because I get so obsessed about people like their experience or whatever. But anyways, that's what happened. It kind of sucked, got back on the ride and genuinely had an incredible time. And so, yeah, I would just encourage you guys when stuff weird happens, you know, like I've been in weird situations on rides like that like dude ask brady brady went on a ride with me to take photos and had a 40 pound pack on which i've never ridden with that much of a pack but i took him down a trail that had like a four foot drop i was like oh you'll be fine dude just like pull up a little bit and the dude dislocates his finger because he goes otb because the backpack like went it hit the back of his head and he couldn't pull up and dude that was again one of the situations where i feel responsible But it's like, am I responsible? But like, I shouldn't have let that happen. But also now look at the outcome. Look at what we're dealing with. He broke his finger, like, and I'm messing up his career, like all this stuff. So these types of things have happened over the years, just because again, I'm exposing myself to it. It's just your response to it. And it sucks. It kills the vibe. It's a good reminder of how well things go when you go on a good ride, because anything that random can happen, even if it's a broken bike part, it's enough to kind of bum me out. So, anyways, I brought it up to you guys because the weekend was really great and all in all, it was awesome, but stuff, weird stuff does come up and it was minor, but it was a gut check for me on like my response to certain things, especially publicly quickly changing your mind like that. So, those are my weekly thoughts.
1: One thing I would like to add is I think that it was great that you hold through and like caught back up with the group because you know I love Brene Brown and her whole shtick is how shame just like lives if you make it a secret right so like you going back and giving yourself empathy to like whatever I'm just gonna keep going you like didn't give it the air to breathe and so you moved past it and you got back on and honestly I think people probably were like oh he's good like no chat no talk I bet nobody even brought it up and If they did, it would have had less power because you went and, like, went back. Because if it was negative, they would have said, like, oh, where'd that guy go? Did he, like, wreck that chick and never come back? But you went back, and you made it a positive experience, and you came back from it because you didn't give shame power. And I think that's an awesome message for Weekly Thoughts. And with that, we're going to wrap this thing up. Weekly Thoughts with Derek. It was a rant. It was a good time. We hope you guys will join us next week.